doing things their own way. If you would turn with me in the scripture this morning to a couple of openings, Second um, Timothy, the first chapter, and Second Corinthians, the 13th chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, we have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold up your hand if you want to use one of our Bibles and go to 2 Timothy 1, 2 Corinthians 13. A couple of things before we go further. Uh, the marriage meeting is coming up, and it's very important. I believe the Lord led us to have it. But there's, a, there's been a stigma about marriage meetings, not just ours, just marriage meetings in general. People think they're only for, for couples having trouble. That's a huge uh, mistake. Everybody needs to feed their faith in this area. Nobody has a wonderful marriage and family by doing nothing. And we need to be fed and we need, to, you know, your faith for uh, healing comes by hearing the word on healing. Your faith for prosperity comes by hearing the word on prosperity. What about your faith for good marriage? So who needs to be fed in this area? Even people that think they got the greatest marriage around, uh, do you want to keep it? <laughs> do you want to grow? Well, you need to feed your faith. And not only this, it's, it's such one of the most amazingly spiritual things in the world. Marriage is a type of Jesus and the church. And it just doesn't get any more spiritual and glorious than that. But when people think marriage meeting, they something about it, they think, ah, well, I'm, I'm doing okay. I don't need to go to that. Wrong mentality. Every, everybody needs to go and learn about the glory of Christ in the church and learn about real love and real peace, real fulfillment and contentment. So uh, let me encourage you to come and, and invite people. The, uh, with our services, the Lord's been dealing with me, and I haven't said anything about it. Well, I did say something about it, excuse me, two or three weeks ago, about claiming additional people and about this second phase of ministry that we have begun. And, of course, we've gone to the two services. And um, I, I think you've noticed it. I mean, uh, we've had some extra people, yes. right? Yes. Immediately. The first... Uh, weekend that we went to two services on Sunday, best we could tell, even subtracting the two or three hundred people that came to both services, we still had an additional two to three hundred people. Well, that's another church, right? And so uh, you, you look around and there's, you know, chairs that are empty, but of course you put a thousand people in here and it's, what, a third full? Uh, but that, that's not all anything for us to be led by. But the Lord dealt with me, and I said it before, but I need to say it again. We need to put our faith on it. We are to claim an additional 1,000 people to those normally attending with us. We're to put our faith on it. We're not, and you know, how many understand there's enough people around here that uh, people coming that's not going to church? Uh, it, you know, you could fill every church around and there'd still be all kind of people not serving the Lord. And the Lord prompted me that of this thousand, a number of them would be new people to us uh, 
But then a number of them would be people who are already supposed to be part of us, but for some reason just kind of got lax or lazy or whatever it might be, just hadn't been coming, they're going to start coming too. Can we put our faith on that? So won't you stand up on your feet? Let's take it seriously. Let's say it out loud. Father, we do claim an additional 1,000 people to our regular attendance, to our family. In Jesus' name, we claim them out of people that don't know you, people that have gotten away from you, people who used to come and still and should be coming still. We claim an additional 1,000 in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Let's put our faith on it. Now, what that means is when you think about it, say it. Say it. Well, who's it going to be? I don't know. But the Lord knows there are people that need to be here and need to be fed. They need to get up. They need to get their children here, don't they? Their children are growing up without God and don't know God, and uh, they are miserable, and they've got so many problems in their life. And they don't realize that their answer is in God, that they could be having a wonderful life instead. And there are just so many people that need to be with us. And other churches all over the world like us, right? Need to be in the kingdom. And we can't do everything, and uh, not supposed to, but we can believe for more than what's happening, right? We can. How many going to put your faith on it? Say, say, okay, when you think about it, say it and exercise it. Also, before we read our text, I have a mark-off on uh, our vision list, Phyllis and I. Uh, we've been believing for the last couple of years for a sports car, a fast car, <laughs> a really fast car. And, uh, <laughs> and this past week, we got one. And... Uh, it, we got it. I thought we thought at a really great price. Uh, these particular cars had been going for, uh, you know, above sticker, but we got a wonderful deal. Wonderful deal. And some individuals sold us about ninety-five percent of the purchase price. So we actually out of our pockets was very little, and uh, it is paid for. Praise the Lord. Well, did you put some things on your vision list that are not just necessities? Huh? Believe God. Think big. And, uh, you know, a lot of things are witness. I remember years ago, I've always liked fast cars. And I know a lot of people do. Uh, and uh, I'd gotten one, and some guys that lived next door to me, some young boys, they came over, and they were eyeing it. And they said, man, that's a, uh, that's a neat car. Man, what do you do? I said, I'm a preacher. They looked at me like, you kid. <laughs> what do a preacher need a car like that for? I said, boys, this is a church-going car. <laughs> this car's been to church so many times, I almost go by itself. They laughed. They looked at me. <laughs> 
But they went away thinking you don't have to be a drug dealer. Right. To have it, you don't have to lie. I was telling somebody the other day when we brought the car home, you know, I haven't stolen any offerings. I haven't lied. I ain't sold any drugs. I ain't broke any laws. Didn't have to do something wrong. How many believe God will bless you? you if you trust Him and believe Him, you don't have to do wrong stuff. You don't have to pursue a, a life of crime or some, something that's wrong. don't have to lie or steal. God is a good God. And if you'll be willing and obedient, what did He tell us? He'd make us eat. The good of the land, that's every one of us. I was really blessed the other Friday night. We came in the little car, and, and a bunch of the guys out in the parking lot was shouting. Man, they shouted more than I did. That, that blessed me. And, we, and one, one thing I, I hope that they're saying is uh, I'm next in line. Right? Mine's coming next. Second Timothy 1. And 2 Corinthians 13. 2 Timothy 1 and 5. Paul, by the Spirit, writing to Timothy, refers to his upbringing and heritage. And he said, verse 5, he said, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in you also. Say it out loud, unfeigned faith. If you look at other translations, the, the weast or, or woosh, depending on how you pronounce it, says unhypocritical faith. Uh, three different translations say genuine faith. And three other translations say true faith. True faith. So we're beginning a new series this morning. And this is the title of it. True faith. True faith. If there's true faith, what else must there be? False faith. Unfeigned faith, the word feign means pretend or not sincere, insincere or hypocritical or you could say false. He wouldn't use the word unfeigned faith, genuine faith, true faith unless there is that which is called faith but it's not true faith. It's a false faith. And having some small experience in walking by faith ourselves, I'm seeing that more and more. That a lot of what is called faith is not. I've learned in my own life things that I was calling faith and is not. I remember one day We'd been walking with the Lord in the ministry about 10 years, and I remember it distinctly. I was, I was getting on an on-ramp when we lived in Tulsa, uh, going uh, somewhere, and I was about to, uh, I was on the on-ramp, getting on the interstate, and it just hit me, and I, I was thinking about a particular thing I was calling myself believing for, and I just said it right out loud. I said, you're not in faith. <laughs> That's not faith. You're not in faith about this. 
And I had called myself being in faith for some time. Well, there is that which is called faith, but it's not. There is pretend faith. There is false faith. How many want to find out about true faith? And if you've been operating in some stuff that's not real faith, don't you want to find out about it and get it changed? Because what would be the good thing about getting in real faith? Then you're going to get real results now. (laughs) Right? Instead of thumping along and and being frustrated. 2 Corinthians 13. 2 Corinthians 13. Verse 5. says it like this, this is the NIV, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. The Good News translation says, put yourselves to the test and judge yourselves to find out whether you are living in faith. The New Living Testament says, Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Genuine. Are we to examine ourselves? And and to see, test ourselves to see, is this really faith? Now, you've heard and I've heard. Maybe we've been in situations where people were calling something faith and it was a disaster. It ended badly, and it brought reproach and left everybody with questions and confusion. And then some naysayers say, well, see there, all that faith, you know, hullabaloo, that's just nonsense. All that name it and claim it and confess it, possess it, that don't work. Look at that. So it brings reproach and brings confusion. But the question that should be asked is, Was it really faith? How many know God cannot fail? How many know His Word cannot fail? How many would think the faith of God in the Word of God cannot fail? But people so many times have thought things and assumed things and presumed things and lumped a bunch of stuff together and called it faith and tried stuff and called it faith. But no, true faith is an amazing thing. True faith gets real results. Every time. Somebody say every time. Every time. But can you see... You and I don't just need to bump along and assume we're always in faith about everything. What did this verse say? Reading the New Testament now. Examine yourselves. Test yourselves. Check yourselves. What? Am I really in faith? Is this really faith? Now, as I was saying, faith is a wonderful thing. In fact, as I was, you know, I've taught faith now for decades and endeavor to live by faith, and to me it's, well, obviously it's on the front of the church, right? And people call us faith people, and we just smile and say, say it again. 
<laughs> Y'all are some of that faith bunch. You got that right. Because nobody can even come to God except by faith. Right? Nobody can please God except by faith. And what is the victory that overcomes the whole world, the Bible says? It's our faith. How could that be so? Are we talking about an amazing force? And as I was pondering it, the Lord prompted me. He spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice. He said, faith is more powerful than any atomic bomb. Faith is more powerful than any force of nature. Faith is more powerful than any earthquake, than any tsunami. Faith is more powerful than the sun. Faith is more powerful than a thousand exploding stars. So how could you say such a thing? Because Hebrews 11.3 says it was by faith that God created the whole thing. Through His faith and through speaking faith through His words, everything you're sitting on came into existence. Everything you look at in the night sky. Well, if that's true, then why couldn't it be true that if we had even just a mustard seed measure of that kind of faith, it could overcome any problem in our life? Is it true? Faith could overcome any disease. Faith could overcome any debt, any problem. Is it true that real faith, true faith, can overcome anything? The victory that overcomes the whole world. If that's true, we ought to be so excited about learning about real faith and true faith. And I am. I said, I am. I'm excited about it. Go with me, please, to Deuteronomy 1. And let's begin to look at some things people call faith but are not. Deuteronomy 1. Here, the deliverance of God's people, the miracles, the bringing them out of the bondage in Egypt, and his attempt to bring them into his promised land are recounted. And in verse 25, it talks about that the 12 spies took the fruit of the land, Deuteronomy 1.25, they brought it to us. And they brought us word, said, It's a good land, which the Lord our God, God does give us. Notwithstanding, you would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. Here, unbelief and fear is called rebellion. And really it is. It's a, rebe- it's a refusal to believe God. God told them He gave it to them. He told them He would bring them in. But they refused to believe it. So, down in verse 40, without reading all this in between, in verse 40, he told them after they had sat in their tents and cried all night and, and actually talked bad about his deliverance, they said, I wish, we'd have just still, I wish we were still in Egypt. Why would you take us out here to just let us all die in the wilderness? We can't go into the promised land. It's too hard. And he said, verse 40, he said, will you turn and take your journey into the wilderness by the Red Sea? In other words, turn around and, and go back into the wilderness. 
And then they said, verse 41, we've sinned against the Lord. They realized when he said that, "Uh uh-oh, we shouldn't have done this. We'll go up and fight according to all the Lord our God had commanded us. Had he commanded them to go up and possess the land? And when he had, you had girded on every man his weapons of war, you were ready to go up into the hill. And the Lord said to me, Say to them, Go not up, neither fight, for I am not among you, lest you be smitten among your enemies. So I spoke to you, and you would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and went presumptuously up into the hill. And the Amorites which dwelt in the mountains came down against you and chased you as bees do and destroyed you in Seir, even in Horma. So do you see an attempt at faith and failure and destruction? Had he told them to go up and possess the land? Yes. Yes. But when he told them to go, they weren't ready to go. They said, we can't. So he said, all right, then turn around and go back into the the wilderness. They said, no, now we're ready to go. We're going to go now. He said, no. I said, don't go. No, no, this is the promised land, and he told us to go, so we're going. Was it faith? No. What was the difference? Instead of faith, it was presumption. But it has all of the indicators of faith. We're going to believe God. We're going to be strong. We're going to take it. But it wasn't faith. It was presumption. And they were destroyed. What's the difference between faith and presumption? Everybody's too quiet. (laughs) Go to Romans 10. Romans 10, please. A lot of you know this verse. You've marked it. You could quote it. But don't, let's not assume we, we know all about it. Romans 10. Said out loud, true faith, real faith. faith. Romans 10 and verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report, our word, our message. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing that message, the word, and hearing by the word of God. Tell me how faith comes. Now, if you've been around any faith teaching, you've heard it. How many have heard this before? You've heard it again and again. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. Can you have faith without hearing? No, because that's how it comes. Can your faith exceed your hearing? It cannot, because that's how faith comes. And this is where people get in trouble. You can't believe beyond what you have heard. Say it out loud. I can't believe believe. beyond what I've heard. heard. Let me give you an example. 
What if I'm talking to you, you and you say, I'm believing that Brother Dave is going to come and cut my grass. <laughs> I'm believing Brother Dave is going to come work in my flower bed. You must say, boy, that'd take a lot of faith. <laughs> not, not really. It wouldn't take any more faith than any other thing. Come on, is everybody awake now? This is really important that you get to... Yeah, if you hear people talk like that, boy, that'd take a lot of faith. It's not funny. That statement's not funny. And it's nothing to joke about. Faith is how we live. Faith is the difference between being lost and saved, living and dying, bills being paid and going under and losing everything, overcoming a terminal disease or dying early. And like so many other things, and this, this is one of the reasons why I began this, that the, I believe at the direction of the Lord, I was out of town a while back, and the Lord began ministering to me about this, and He brought to me phrase after phrase that I've heard people say, and I saw He's not pleased with the loose attitude that faith people have about faith. Well, that's us. <laughs> We're faith people. But people use these phrases too loosely. I'm believing for this. I'm in faith about that. Well, just take it on faith. Just take it by faith. Boy, that'd take a lot of faith. Whoo, I don't know if I can believe that or not. Oh, that's a lot of believing there. Believing, believing. Had somebody tell me a while back, I'm believing for so-and-so to do such and such. I said, based on what? They looked at me like I'd slapped them. Well, I'm just believing that they will. Based on what? People have come to think faith is based on nothing. That is not true. Faith is not based on what you see. Faith is not based on what's perceived with the physical senses. Faith is not based on what can be proven scientifically. But faith is not baseless. Faith is not based on nothing. Faith is based on the most solid foundation in the universe. Faith is based on what God says. I'm believing that Brother Dave is going to come work in my flower bed. Based on what? Well, the Bible said all things are possible to him that believes. And I'm just believing it. That statement is absolutely true. It came from the master's lips. All things are possible to him that believes. But the rest of the thought is you can't believe unless you've heard. Oh, yeah, I can. I can believe. No, you can't. I'm believing Brother Dave's going to work in my flower bed. You can't believe that unless either the Lord or Dave told you they would. Are y'all with me or not? I'm I'm believing that Brother Keith's going to come over and watch my kids this afternoon. (laughs) You can't believe that. Yes, I can. I'm just going to believe for it. Based on what? Faith is not based on nothing. 
It has to be based on what he said. Why were they in presumption instead of faith when they said, come on, let's go. Let's do it. Because God had already told them something else. Right? What can they have faith about now? Going into the wilderness. Because that's the last word they got from him. Now, somebody said, yeah, but it was God's will to bring them in. It was. And if they would have obeyed him and quit rebelling, how many think he would have brought, he would have fixed it and brought them into the promised land anyway? Wouldn't he have? But see, their big deal is they're going to do it their way. He said, go in. No, we can't go in. We're not ready to go in. Well, then turn around and go back in there. No, we want to go now. We're going to go. We're going to have faith. Nope, that is not faith. That is presumption. Now, what you begin to see here is that there is such a tight connection between walking by faith, exercising faith, believing God, and being led by the Spirit. There is no substitute for hearing from the Lord daily. Somebody say daily. Daily. Somebody says, well, I, I can believe this book. I can just find any verse I want to in here and believe this book. Uh, no. No, every word is true, every word has power, but does every verse apply to your every situation every day? But see, that's the approach people have taken. They've taken a legalistic letter of the law, just just believe it, and, and had a cold, impersonal attempt at walking by faith. But a life of faith is not a cold, technical letter of the law walk. Our faith is not just in the book. Our faith is in the person who said the words that's in the book. And in order to have faith, you've got to hear from Him. Yes, He's going to talk to you through this book. Oh, glory to God, yes. Yes, he's going to talk to you by his spirit. He's going to talk to you through the fivefold ministry gifts. He's going to talk to us through each other, brothers and sisters. But the main thing is we must hear from him. And that is the beginning of faith. Where it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Other translations say word of the Christ. And I think that's a, a more literal rendering. Christ. And, of course, the word Christ means anointed. So it is the word of the anointed. One translation actually says it like this. Faith comes by hearing the word spoken by the Christ. The word spoken by the anointed one. And how many have found out that there were situations in your life where something came up and you sought the Lord and He spoke a word to you? Maybe you were reading or you were praying or you were sitting in a service and how many knew it was the word for your situation? It was just what you needed and, and what came with it. It wasn't just a dead intellectual file it in your mental uh, library somewhere. It was a quickening with it. 
It was life in it. It quickened you. It, it encouraged you. And what, what is that? That's faith. Through hearing that anointed word, faith came into you. And now you can believe it. You can believe what he said. People have played with faith. And they have used faith principles too loosely and tried to walk by faith without knowing God. Tried to believe for all the situations in their life without ever checking in with him and asking him. Once the Bible says about David that he was a big one to inquire of the Lord. Have you ever noticed that reading his story and reading the Bible said, and David inquired of the Lord. And just a few verses later, and David inquired of the Lord. A few verses later, David inquired of the Lord. He's always checking in with the big boss. How many think that's a good idea? Check in frequently with the big boss. Why? And you see that on, on occasions, he'd inquire of the Lord, should I go up against them, the enemy? And the Lord would say, go up, I've given them into your hand. And it happened repeatedly like that. Should I, should, Lord, shall I go up? Go up, I've delivered them into your hand. Shall I go up? Go up, I've delivered them in your hand. But, and after a few times of that, you think, well, I know how to do this. Enemy comes up, and I just go against them, and the Lord gives me victory. But instead of that, every time they'd come, he'd go to the Lord again and say, inquire of the Lord. This time the Lord said, no, don't go up. Go around behind them and wait till you hear me moving in the top of the trees. Well, good thing he asked today. I said, good thing he asked. Because if he had just done it the standard way, he did it the last four times, he could have gotten defeated. And yet he could have called it, I'm going up by faith. Believe in God to give me victory like he did last time. Yes, but you can't believe just on what you decide to believe. You've got to hear from him every day's a new day. Right? And that's why he didn't just give us a book. He gave us the author of the book. He gave us the Holy Spirit in us to quicken what part of the book applies to us at any given time. And to speak words to us that are not specifically mentioned in the book about our daily life. It will always be in line with the rest of the book. But how does faith come? Where does it come from? By hearing that anointed, quickening word from Him to us today. I know uh, I had just been in the ministry a few short years. And I was also teaching at Raymond Bible Training Center. And uh, it was a cold winter day, and we had gotten our first sports car, and for $3,500, you can imagine what kind of car it was. Well, it needed everything, but hey, it's a sports car. It's loud. goes fast. And uh, I walked out, and it was the first real cold snap of winter, and I got ready to go, click, click, click. Like I said, it needed everything. And uh, I know the bat. I, lo- I look under the hood. Battery's old, and uh, I know it needs to be replaced. So I called the guy. It was a security guy that had a pair of jump start cables, and I told him, "Could you come by and, you know, give me a jump start?" And he says, "Yeah, I'm doing something else, but I'll be up there in a few minutes." And and uh, I'm standing outside in the cold with the hood up, and one of our students came by, and he said, uh, "What's wrong? She won't start." I said, uh, "No." 
uh, looks like the battery. He stood there with me for just a minute in the cold and didn't say anything. He looked at me. He said, well, ain't you a faith man? <laughs> ain't you a faith man? And uh, I said, well, I believe in living by faith. He said, well, why don't you just speak to it? Don't you believe God can start this car? Uh, let's back up a little bit here now. How many understand this is disrespectful? Isn't it? I'm his instructor. Is this okay? It's not okay. And yet we live in a society that doesn't even see that. No. It's a, it's, it's a little accusative deal. Uh, you stand up there and teach faith? Why don't you prove it? That sounds like something we just studied recently. Hmm? If you're the Son of God, throw yourself off this pinnacle. It's written. Don't you believe it? Prove it. Did Jesus ever take such a challenge? Now, in light of what we're talking about today, why wouldn't he? He said, I do nothing of myself. I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see him do. Why? Because real faith can only come from hearing from God. So the question is not, can God start the car? The question is not, even can I believe that God could start the car? The question is not, you know, can I believe uh, that in the power of words? Can I believe in the power of faith? Can I believe in the power of God? The question is, did God say, talk to the car? Are y'all with me? And that's the thing people are missing. They're just saying, deciding, I'm going to believe this. And they feel like they got to prove stuff to people. So I said to him, I said, well, I said, uh, I am in faith right now. He said, you are? I said, yeah, for a new battery. I've already prayed when I saw what it was, and I'm believing for the money to come in, or I'm believing for a new battery, whichever one it is. I am in faith right now for a new battery. That's what I had a quickening about. He looked at me kind of disrespectfully. I said, listen. If I was up in northern Alaska in the wintertime and we're in danger of freezing to death and there was no way to get her started, do I believe God could quicken us to speak to this thing and get her started? I sure do. But for me to say, I'm going to prove to you I've got faith, I'm going to show you what I can believe, what I can do. The truth is, apart from Him, I can do nothing. Amen. And apart from him, you can do nothing. And that kind of thing is what has brought reproach. How can I have faith to speak to the battery? Hmm? One way. One way. He quickens me. Speak to the battery, Keith. Then it's time to speak to the battery. And believe. How many of what we're talking about? You can't separate exercising faith from being led by the Spirit. Does this make sense this morning, guys? This is so important. 
So important. People are making mistakes, right and left. They're just saying, I'm going to believe this. I'm believing for that. I'm believing God's going to do this. I'm believing they're going to do this. You're believing people are going to do this and that. Did they tell you they were going to do it? Did God tell you they were going to do it? Then you've got nothing, nothing to base your faith on. And you really don't have faith. It's not true faith. It's not real faith. You're saying stuff. You're trying to do stuff. How many understood? They, they, they meant business. They put their weapons on. They went up the hill. They're making an effort, but it was to their destruction because God had already spoken a different word to them, hadn't he? What's the word? Go back in the wilderness. So what can they have faith to do? Go back in the wilderness. They got going back in the wilderness faith. It's what they can have. But now they don't like that either. He said go up. They didn't want that. He said go back. They don't want that. They're going to believe something on their own. No, I want it like this. I'm a, no, I'm ready now. Come on, let's go. We're going to believe God now. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that has brought reproach. That's the kind of thing that has brought confusion. Ephesians 1, 3, 1, 13. You don't have to turn there, but just listen to it. Ephesians 1, 13 says that... Uh, he says, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. It's there on the screen. You trusted when? After. When were you able to trust? After. When were you able to have faith? After you heard the word of truth. Somebody say, after I heard. After I heard. After I heard. Our miracles don't start with our faith. Our miracles start where? Hearing from the Lord. So anytime something comes up, we need money to pay our bills. We, we need a change in our body. We need help in our marriage. It's not just time to start confessing and believing. Come on, guys, I hope you're awake right now. People are making mistakes in this area all over the place. Come on, let's believe God. Believe what? Believe God to do what? Based on what? It's become too generic a term, hasn't it? Well, believe with me. For what? Based on what? Who told us to do this? Have we heard from the Lord on this? Something comes up. Don't just start saying, I'm believing and I'm claiming I'm doing this. And let's, let's watch our language. I'm telling you, the Lord's correcting us, Faith Life Church. In this specific area, every time you open your mouth and you say, I'm believing, check. Do what the Bible says in our text. Examine yourself. Am I really believing? Based on what? Well, I'm believing for this to happen. I'm believing for that to happen. I'm, I'm in faith about this. Are you? Check up on yourself. Examine yourself. Test yourself. What's the test of faith? What is faith? Where did it come from? Faith in me is based on what I told you I would do. Faith in God is based on what He told you He would do, either in His Word or by His Spirit, but you heard from Him. So when we need a miracle, when we need a healing, when we need a, a, a need met, when we need an answer, our miracle doesn't begin with our faith. What do we need? 
the first thing we must have is we must hear from the Lord about this thing. Well, there's scriptures in the Bible. There's a lot of scriptures in the Bible. Which one are we going to stand on now? Hmm? Do we go up like we did the first, the last four times? Or should we go around behind them today? Wait till we hear the rustling in the mulberry trees. <laughs> if it was true in the Old Testament, how much more is it true in the new spirit-led covenant? Only a few people had, had dealings with the Spirit of God at that time. But now, glory to God, every one of us have the Holy Spirit within us. We as sons of God should be led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God bears witness with us. It's going to be in line with this holy book. But it's going to be not just a dead letter of the Word. It's going to be a living Word from the Lord to you today about this situation. You don't have to hear voices, but it'll be quickened inside you, and you'll just know. You'll just know this is what He's saying to us, though this is what we're going to believe. There came a time when Phyllis and I had faith to step out and start a church in Branson. But not decades before. Why not faith to start a church in New York or Canada or South America? Hmm? Why not West Virginia? Well, the Bible said go into all the world, preach the gospel. So I reckon you could. You could just believe to start anywhere you want to. No, you can't. (laughs) That word was to the whole church. Not just John Brown in the church. Because when he sent Paul and his company out, you know, they started to go in one place and the Bible said the Spirit suffered them not. And they tried to go to another place and the Spirit forbade them. Said, no, you can't go in there either. So apparently you can't just go anywhere and be successful. You got to hear from the Lord. But there came a time after praying and waiting on the Lord, it took us a little while. But we got it settled that the Lord was directing us to do this here. And in having that word from Him, we could stand when the bills came due. We could say, no, we're doing what He told us to do. We're We're not just having faith. We're having faith in Him to do what He told us to do. We didn't just pull something off the top of the head and say, we're going to go do this by faith. No, our faith in God is based on what God said to us. Say it again, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing that anointed word of God speaking to me. Hallelujah. And all true faith comes just that way, doesn't it? Can you see that this attempt to have a legalistic walk of faith is not working? People are having trouble, they're having mistakes, and they're being in failures. Can you see there's no substitute? We're going to have to check in with God (laughs) in the morning, at noontime, in the afternoon. We're going to have to read our Bibles on a regular basis, endeavoring to hear from Him, right? How many God has spoken to you through your chapter that you read in the day or through a prayer time and through a service that you came to? Is he speaking to us all the time? Is he taking that word and making it a living word, a pertinent word, and does faith come into you through that? Will we have to be like Jesus? Isn't he the ultimate example? 
of a man of faith. And yet he said, I only do what I hear. I only do what I, I only say what I hear him say. I only do what I see him do. I don't do I don't do a thing of myself. And how many understand he walked by faith, man, calmed the storms and the wind and the waves, the dead were raised, the sick were healed and delivered, but he wasn't just deciding I'm gonna believe something. Is he walking in a living fellowship with the Father? Yes. And is that where he's getting his faith from? It's what he's hearing the Father say to him on a daily basis. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Glory to God. Somebody say real faith. True faith. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. Father, we bless you this morning. Just lift up your hands and praise him a little bit. Lord, we thank you that we can know you. We thank you that we can walk with you, that, that hearing from you uh, can be real and not imagined. Glory to God. Said out loud, Father God, teach me how to better hear from you. How to hear from you on a higher level, clearer level, stronger way, in a full way. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Just praise Him a little bit. Don't be in too big of a rush this morning. Just praise Him. Lord, we worship You. We give You glory. We give You praise. Lord, we acknowledge we can't do anything of and by ourselves. We must hear from You. And thank God we can hear from You. We are hearing from You. We're hearing from You today. And we'll hear from You tonight and tomorrow and the rest of the week. We can hear from you every day. And that's what we'll believe. That's what we'll have faith in. It's what you say to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Just close your eyes for a few minutes still and just keep your heart open to the Lord. If you're here this morning and you've never given your heart and life to the Lord, you've not had faith in Him, I trust you have heard something this morning. You heard, even though we were talking about faith, you heard in your spirit about faith in God. You know you need to give your life to Him this morning. If that's you, raise your hand. Let us pray for you watching by TV or Internet. If you'd say, I, I, need, to give, I need to have faith in the Lord, He's telling me to come to Him this morning, and I need to come to Him. 